BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023, coming at you a day later than normal and digitally because my co-host, my best friend, Ty Wooten, is feeling a little under the radar. Tyler, how are you feeling today? Under the radar? Under, under the, the weather. weather. Uh, you're under the radar, under the weather. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling better today. Uh, we're on the way back up, but uh, just yeah, felt easier doing it this way. Yeah, absolutely. And today we're reviewing something that hits home because we're two best friends and Tyler may or may not have taken a little bit of a sick vacation. I don't know if you can call it a sick vacation when you're just at home, mm. uh, you know, coughing and not enjoying life. Vacation Friends yeah. 2, the straight to Hulu sequel, the 2023 equivalent to a straight to DVD sequel from our childhood tie, a movie where the original we loved. So this was something on our radar. And now that we've watched it, maybe it shouldn't have been on our radar. I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm perplexed by this movie. Um, I, I really am. And I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting conversation. I watched it quite a bit ago. I mean, not that long ago, cause it hasn't been out that long. So it might not be totally fresh on the mind, but um, I don't know how long this conversation is going to last. I'll be honest with you. And that is why we are also doing a vacation draft. We talked about it last podcast. We talked about doing underrated, overrated. Tyler was trying to create a creative idea so he could let his creativity flow. We just landed at vacation draft. He just wanted it to be a sandbox. He wanted to go in any direction. So I feel like we took the assignment differently, but I'm excited to see what you bring to the table, Ty. I'm, I'm sure we did, and I can't wait for it anyways. Let's get into the show. Time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. Oh. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Sequel to the 2021 film. This movie follows our titular vacation friends as they go on another vacation. But this time, a drug lord gets involved and they must try to not die. I could tell that your brain is still a little sick. What is that? What in the half-assed, half-done homework did you just give to me? What was that? <laughs> I, uh, I 100% Lucas, the draft, forgot all about the sequel until basically the last second. And the first combination of words that came to my mind went on the paper. Not your best work, Ty, but I it's thought, okay. Look. Last week, I I have probably my best one yet with uh, with strays. So I feel like I had to, you know, kind of even it out a little bit. I feel like I got to take one week off on the synopsis. All right. Fair enough. Vacation Friends 2, as mentioned, the <laughs> sequel to the Hulu original. Um, it has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 43% audience score. Now, you might think that, you know, that's a huge drop off from the first Vacation Friends movie. Me and Tyler talked about it, the 2021 film, how much we liked it, how funny it was, how much of a surprise. But then you go look at the the original, and that had a 57 and a 53, respectively. So a drop, still a 37 and 10% drop, but the first one was not 
as well received as maybe as it was received on the within the lines podcast tie yeah i mean we have it sitting at a 67 and a half combined you liked it a little bit more than me at a 71 i had it at a 64 um how do they make how does the sequel get made who green lights the sequel to a movie that is sitting in 50s audience 50 critics on rotten tomatoes like i don't get me wrong i enjoyed the first one Who's in charge of deciding that they're making a second one? The streaming service who wants to put original content on their platform, but also doesn't have that big of a budget for this, because let's be honest, this was a very low budget film. John Cena, he's he's a big name in some respects, but I don't think he's commanding a massive paycheck. He's probably getting the biggest in this. I'm not sure. It might also be um, the one guy from all the Adam Sandler movies, uh, Steve Buscemi. Um, You know, Little Rel Howery is just, you know, the... The, the store brand version of Kevin Hart. We've talked about that. And no one else in this movie is really notable. I mean, you look at the cast on Wikipedia and it has nine people listed. Like that is, that was, it was cheap. It was a comedy. It was, hey, let's throw this filler on the wall. And, you know, just as someone who has enjoyed some Hulu movies in the past, kind of upset they didn't do a Palm Springs too. How about that? Why don't you, why don't you give that a try, Hulu? Yeah, no shit. Because this, I don't, I don't understand how. I'm trying to take a look here. Uh, Steve Buscemi definitely is getting the most money out, uh, out of like the whole cast. And then John's. Mm-hmm. I can't find a fucking box office, not a box office, a, a budget. There probably was none. I don't know what their budget was. It, was. it was just free. Yeah, maybe it was like, hey, you signed a deal with this studio to make one free movie, and we're cashing in now. Look, we talk about it all the time with Adam Sandler. Like this was a classic. Oh, you're gonna pay me to go to whatever you know. Uh, tropical island for six weeks and film this really easy movie to film let's be honest no one's really kind of putting on the acting boots and really going at it in this sure sign me up i'll i'll take a 20 percent pay cut to go vacation on an island for six weeks and film for four hours a day why not that's exactly what this was it was the adam sandler formula tie yeah but like adam sandler movies like they got their following like don't get me wrong if i'm anyone on this cast list 100 percent, i'm saying yes to the sequel i will make as many of these as there are fast and the furious movies if you wanted to keep paying me to do dumb shit on an island friends um <laughs> I, w- I will never say no to that but with adam sandler it's like his company and he's the one greenlighting his vacations like what big you know like higher up at hulu was like hey do you guys want to pay for john cena to go on vacation and they were like, yeah, why not? I, I don't know, man. I, you know, usually the Wikipedia can give me some information. Um, you know, the, it, this movie wasn't reported until April of 2023. Um, they did photography, principal photography in Hawaii in late 2022. Um, so I don't know what principal photography means. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little stupid. I don't know if that happens after filming or before filming or if that just means mm-hmm. filming. Um, oh, no, yeah, that just means filming. I don't either. It just means filming. <laughs> Um, so they filmed this less than a year ago, knocked it out, chopped it together. It's a cheap movie tie and they're just trying to fit backfill these catalogs. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a long play, like down the line, they want to license these films because eventually there's going to be a streaming bubble and some of them are going to burst and some of them, you know, are simply, they're just not going to be here anymore. I don't know. I don't know who greenlit this film, but you know, we weren't complaining about it when it was announced and we were going to watch it. So maybe that's your answer, you know? Well, I mean, I wasn't, but again, it feels like we were in the minority. And I don't think it was that cheap of a movie. The more I think back on it, they had like, they had chase sequences. They had a fucking plane, which like, sure, it's a fake plane. They had a plane getting shot. You got like fucking, obviously they're on an island. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. a big, big like casino scenes. It's not like a small little fucking indie film taking place in a very like isolated fucking home. I think this movie cost a lot. Well, I could tell you that it was the ninth most streamed film across all of the United States, every platform, the week it was released, August 25th, 2023. So there's at least some of your answer, you know, and I'm sure the first one was Holden probably the better. ninth, the ninth most out of any, all streaming services in the United States. That, do, that doesn't seem like a lot. for me. <laughs> Usually any big movie that releases is the number one movie at the box office, but you release on streaming and you're only the ninth most popular the week that you release on streaming. Yeah, I don't know. It actually was reported That's in crazy. September 2021. There was a sequel titled Honeymoon Friends, and then it was changed to Vacation Friends 2. Maybe they were going to go a different direction. Maybe they were going to bring in some new big-name actors, and maybe it fell apart, and they're like, shit, we already signed the contract. we got to make this, so might as well just make it and throw it on Hulu. I don't know. It was made, and it was made so we could review it and talk about it, Ty, so let's jump into the scale. Plot slash story. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, let me know. 
talk to me about that. I, I just had a disastrous thing happen here. Uh, yeah, I, full full filing cabinet just fell over. Yeah, me me and the the listeners could hear. Are you okay? I'm, I think I'm gonna be all right. Giant. <laughs> As Tyler continues to clean it up. Um, plot slash story. Look, this movie kind of pissed me off because uh, usually in a film like this, the the plot and the story is rather harmless. It's not a lot is going on, but that's kind of okay. And you have your dumb little premise. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's not great. It's not horrible. You kind of go about your day. The first one I gave an 11, which seems high in hindsight. But look, I gave an 11. I'm going to stand by my score. This one tried to do so much and do so many different angles. It felt like it, it was like three different incomplete pieces of of a puzzle, you know, three pieces that didn't fit together, three different slices of pie that don't fit together. Like you have the honeymoon aspect and you kind of have um, little rail Howery's characters, uh, his business meeting and kind of wanting to button it up. And that's kind of pitched as like the biggest point of the movie kind of in the beginning. And then you get, you know, the, the female character's dad, Steve Buscemi coming in and then he's shady. And then what is he doing? And what is he up to? And then you have the whole cartel thing. And then the little Rel Howery thing just kind of gets pushed to the side. So the very end, they just throw it back in there. And then you have the little side angle with um, the nanny character trying to find love. And, like, it, it kind of tied back in because he, he became instrumental to, like, the main plot, I guess, and got the confidence that they were talking about. But it just felt like so many different strands. You had the, the, the baby thing, you know, them just both deciding separately. They didn't want to have a kid. And that was like an underlying storyline throughout, but they didn't want to tell each other. But it was really rather inconsequential. It just felt like it was like five different strands that you would see worked out in like a TV season where it's like, hey, we're going to stretch these out. And each each thing's going to get, you know, its own time and its own whatever attention. And instead, it was just a bunch of shit thrown at the wall in a movie and didn't come together cohesively, in my opinion. Um, so much to the point where it's like there's almost so much that you just don't even know what this movie's about. Like I, if you were to ask me, hey Jason, what's this movie about? I don't really know what this movie's about, honestly. And that we just <laughs> talked about how pointless this movie was, and the story doesn't do it any favors there. I really didn't like what they did with this. It was crowded. It was it was just too much. I gave it I gave it a three out of twenty. Ty. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I. So look, I thought I was going to be the one like shitting on this and and being the only one down here. Um we entirely agree. There's like 10 different fucking subplots going on throughout this movie that doesn't even need a single plot. Like the movie's just vacation friends. Just give me them doing dumb shit on vacation and having fun, and that's fine. Yeah. That's all I need. But instead, it's just like one thing after another after another after another and it doesn't know what it wants to fucking focus on. I, like you said, you got the fucking, you know, the 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 babysitter, which is just completely unnecessary. Mm -hmm. That entire side plot. You get the fucking main thing of them and his business thing, like you said, just tacked on at the end. You get the drug cartel, which is kind of the biggest part of this with the stepdad showing up and, and the fucking um, all of the weird, you know, sketchy shit that he gets them into where they get kidnapped and everything. Like, it's just it's all over the fucking place, dude. And, like, I feel like if you focus on one or the other and just let that be your very simple, basic plot that drives this movie forward, and then do what you did with the first one. Go have fun. Make jokes. Have stupid situations that are enjoyable and you can laugh at. But you start doing all this shit, and it's just so messy. Mm -hmm. It's so messy. Um, I'm I'm one point lower than you. I'm at a two. Wow. <laughs> yeah it's it's fucking terrible it's they did way 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 too much which absolutely hurts it having less plot can get you a better score than having too much plot especially when you're supposed to just be a dumb comedy movie it's supposed to be a turn your brain off and just watch movie and instead you're like trying to do all this stuff that doesn't make sense doesn't come together you have freaking john cena in the dad like their little their little beef that they had going on you yeah. have the uh the VP of business decisions, like being like, Oh, my opinion doesn't matter. I'm a stand up to my boss, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, it's just kind of like, Oh, my opinion does matter. Like he actually said what his opinion was. And then little Ralph Howery got the job. Like just, it's not even, it's not plot holes. Usually like stuff like this will be like plot holes, inconsistent story, things of that nature. This is just like a bad mess. Like, again, I don't know who wrote this, but there's a writer strike right now. Like maybe this was the main reason why this movie was released Ty. they held it in the chamber for the strike so they could release it and look at the writers and be like this is the crap you guys are creating you know i think this was a, a leverage play for the the negotiation table oh, fuck. 
I looking at there is five people with writing credits. The top two billed for writing credits are Tom and Tim Mullen. So it's the fucking Mullen brothers that we got to look out for. Tom and Tim. Is that what you said? Tom and Tim. Yes. They are either brothers or lovers. I can't confirm either. Um, uh, siblings. Just they, two, two guys. They are siblings. Okay. I didn't want to just assume. Tom Fuck and those Tim. guys. Who names their kids Tom and Tim? They definitely have like a Mike brother or something too. <laughs> just to fuck it up. Oh, man. Yeah. Not, not a great story. Key elements, Ty. Why don't you walk me through that? Key elements. Now, this movie is throwing up fucking shots left and right. Um, look, man, at the end of the day, it's John Cena and a comedy, and I'm, I'm not going to hate that. John Cena is very funny 99% of the time. He's, he, it works. Um, I'm going to tell you what, when they snorted the mother-in-law's ashes like a line of Coke, got a chuckle out of me. That, that <laughs> works for me. <laughs> With that being said, this, it's, a, it's a quantity shooter, and they were breaking a lot of shots. It's just, it wasn't landing as much as the first one. The fucking babysitter character, I I can't stand him. He was fucking terrible throughout the entire thing. It's the worst fucking accent I've ever heard in a movie, and everything that involved him with the comedies, it just pissed me off. Um, I'm at like a 7 out of... I, I think that there's some good to take away from it. You're definitely going to get some chuckles, but it's mostly not. Kind of a little upset that you hate that character. I feel like I kind of like that character. And yes, the accent was bad, but I thought it was bad in a funny way. Interesting. Oh, no, it was so fucking terrible <laughs> i thought you were gonna like it um so what worked in the first one was kind of the chemistry between john cena little Royal howry uh the two female actresses who names are escaping me at, at this moment yvonne yvonne gotcha here. yvonne or yep. origi orgy and meredith hagner um it was kind of their chemistry and this movie you don't really get like a lot of them like you do get them but they're kind of part of this bigger thing it's more kind of Dictated, dominated by Steve Buscemi, who is kind of just Steve Buscemi in this. Like, I don't, there was nothing special about his performance and like what he brought to the table comedically. Um, but talking about the comedy specifically, you know, that's what made the first one so good was the chemistry between these vacation friends. You don't get them on screen together that much. And you're also not getting like the feeling out process. Like sometimes, again, we talk about why they're making this movie. Like these writers and these filmmakers and everything, they forget about what made the first one so successful. It's like, hey, well, I shouldn't say so successful. What made people like us like it? You know, hey, the the it was it was tropey, but the, you know, clean cut couple and the wild couple getting to know each other and eventually becoming friends and the trials and tribulations of that. That's what made that enjoyable for some people. So what are we going to do in the yeah. second one? We're not going to do any of that. Like they're just what? Like they're just friends. They're friends now. Like, and that's just a, an indication that we don't need another story, an another movie. And if you're going to do another movie, I don't know, make it John Cena in the Kyla character and make them be friends with someone else or something or something along those lines. But it's like you know, and that's the direction I thought we were going with the whole like, hey, I have a work meeting. Let's not blow this. I thought that's what we we're going to do. And then Steve Buscemi shows up and just takes everything. Um, so all that being said, I didn't laugh as much as the first one. Uh, like you said, a few chuckles here and there, but nothing ever like substantial. I will say the hardest I laughed and it wasn't even like that comedic of a moment. I don't know what made it so funny was at the very end when he pretends to be the drug dealer, your character that you love. And, uh, he remembers that he left the babies in the hotel room and he just started sprinting away. I don't know. It was kind of like a Napoleon Dynamite kind of like dry humor, which I don't like Napoleon Dynamite. So I don't know why I found it funny, but just him like sprinting away off camera, like actually made me laugh a little bit. Um, but that was it. Nothing else really hit for me um, besides just like whatever chuckle, you know, I gave it a uh, six out of 20. So one lower than you, Ty. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I do agree. I think the, the best part about it was the Marcus and Emily character, I will say. There's Lil Rao Howery and, and Yvonne. Um, it was they, they were embarrassed of the fucking other couple. The entire first movie. And it was like they, they it was like a guilty pleasure. Like they had fun hanging out with them, but they were embarrassed of what they did. And in this one, it's just like they fully accepted everything they did. And it was just like, nah, something's up with their fucking dad. And that's yeah. like the whole fucking that's all of like you lose that entire first thing. I honestly I didn't even realize Emily was still in this fucking movie because they basically just completely got rid of her character. Um she did like nothing at all. Besides and her little was tidbit way... was not wanting to have a kid. That was the little thing, yeah. like, hey, we gotta write something for her. Yeah. And that was it. That, that was all that was the only reason she was there. Um the Steve Buscemi character, I'm I don't know I, I think most of why it didn't work, the quality shooting or the quantity shooting steve buscemi is just fucking terrible in this movie also um 
he just plays like a piece of shit, but not like a like a convincing piece of shit. He's just like a you're trying to be a piece of shit kind of piece of shit, and it just doesn't work at all. And he's fucking. It's not funny. You know what makes me laugh about you describing it that way is I told Riley thirty seconds into him being on the screen that I was getting Grandpa Dave vibes from uh, Steve Buscemi's character. <laughs> getting Grandpa Dave vibes? Yeah. Maybe that's I a little mean, harsh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> I don't um, know, man. Visual cinematography, some transparency, some behind the scenes, a look at the way my brain works. Headed into this, did my scale right after I saw the movie, as always. Adjusted it right before we recorded, as I normally If there is adjustments that need to be made, they don't always need to be adjusted. And even after my adjustments in my first make, I headed in to this category with a score that was five points higher than I have landed at right now as we've talked about this wow. film. I've come to a realization right before we moved on to this category. I was thinking about the visuals and cinematography, and the only thing I could think about was some of the bad scenes. Uh, the casino green screen was awful. Just that whole set design on the casino did not look good. Um, I also wrote that the fake office during the phone calls when they're in the fake office with like the board or whatever looked awful. <laughs> that um, was one table and screen behind it. That was all that was. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm thinking about that. I'm like, okay, is two bad CGI shots really enough to ruin a film? For me? But then I also thought about it. I was like, what did this movie do good? Like, what did this movie do that convinced me it wasn't shot by me and Tyler with an expensive camera that we just learned how to do yesterday? Like, there was nothing creative. There was nothing unique. Yeah, there were some drive scenes, and they flew a plane, whatever. But, like, we're in 2023. The standards are so high. It was the most run-of-the-mill, nothing special visuals and cinematography. It didn't have a good soundtrack. No- nothing like that. And it was very obviously shot on location in a tropical island because they wanted a vacation. Like, it wasn't you know it was what it was and then you mix that with the fact that the only times they had to do something it was horrible looking and i'm just thinking i'm like i don't know how it could get much worse than this and i don't know maybe i'm being too harsh and maybe you'll talk me back up but i brought it all the way down to a one tyler a one out of 20 (laughs) yes i just there's nothing redeeming about it why am i going to give it a six just because i don't want to give it a one like i i just there's i guess it could look worse if you're trying to do more cgi and stuff but i don't know I just maybe you can talk me up. Uh, I don't know. So for me, the way I, I view scale is every movie. If you're a Hollywood budget and you're making the movie, you're at like a you're at like an eight to start, and then you have to have egregious offenses to bring it down to that one. I, I look back and I'm at like the Flash. I gave a four because it's just it's shot shitty. There's bad CGI. Like it's very very sm- very little to take away from it. Quantumania. Like you're trying really hard. I give a four. And it's really, really fucking bad. It looks terrible. Um, I go back to trying to think of another movie that, I mean, Firestarter looks like shit. Thunder Force, yeah. gave it two, looks like shit. I just don't think that when I look back at this movie, I'm going to say, wow, that's the worst shot movie I've ever fucking seen. Did it do anything special? Not at all. Um, it really was very, very plain Jane run of the mill. But it, anything below, like, a six is something that takes me out of the film. It looks so bad. Okay. So I, I landed on a six. <laughs> You're wrong. It's not, it's, it's not good. I think the plane exploding looks bad. I think it's heavily, heavily, heavily green screened and, and not done particularly well with how it, it's, you know, done. But um, they had a chase scene. They tried some shit. They had the, I don't know, the container thing looked really fucking bad, too. Um, it's a six. Nothing took me out of the movie where I was like, holy shit, this is terrible. And I can't focus on what I'm trying to watch. Yeah, I'm probably being a little too harsh giving it a one. But I still think anytime they had to do something creative, CGI, whatever, it didn't look good. It looked bad. You you just mentioned four right there. Um, and I'm sure we can mention five more. It's just whenever they weren't filming on location at a fucking resort, it looked not great. And I think I'm going to give a little bit more credit to a movie like The Flash that looked bad but at least it had some fighting people at least worked on it i don't know i gave that a five i don't think i can give this anything higher than a five i'll move it up one is too harsh you're right i looked back i've never given a one that's probably a little bit unfair to rank this below Firestarter um and thunder force <laughs> so I'll, I'll bump it to a three but that's as high as i'm going i'm sorry i'm not going any higher than a three that's fair like it looks bad terrible terrible cgi um terrible green screen like that's fine i just don't think when we look back we're gonna say that's the worst looking movie we've ever watched that's fair. I, that's that's fair. Characters, Ty. Why don't you uh, 
tell me about how much you loved the babysitter character and Steve Buscemi. Babysitter character was a terrible fucking act. His plot was useless. <laughs> His line delivery was weird and not like a good weird. Like I, I agree. I think I should like this character, which is why I fucking hate it so much because I don't. I don't like him and I don't like what he did. Steve Buscemi, I can't fucking stand. They basically got completely rid of the Emily character. Kyla's only there to interact with her dad and John Cena. Yeah. And not actually be like that other fucking person. Um, I think out Laura Howery's fine. He doesn't do anything egregious. He's fine. He's a bargain brand. Kevin Hart in the first one. He's the same thing in this one. John Cena, he's a little worse in this one, but I think he had worse to work with. All the secondary characters outside of those two are fucking terrible um, by either bad performances or bad writing that they were given. Um, I'm giving five points for Laurel Howery and John Cena and zero for everyone else. I'm out of five. <laughs> wow. Wow, Ty. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you said. Um, again, the whole reason the first one worked was the chemistry, the cast and everything. And you just completely go away from that in this film. This movie isn't about the vacation friends. I don't know why it's called that. It's about Steve Buscemi and John Cena and a little bit of Laurel Howery. Like the woman characters, unfortunately, take a backseat in this. And, you know, any little thing they do do, like they have the whole ca the card counting scene. I guess that's supposed to just be more of like, oh, look, she's crazy. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just you took away the good parts of this and then you just get a lot of Steve Buscemi, who's not very good. And like John Cena was John Cena, but he's been funnier. And I, I just... It's almost like they toned down the character a little bit in this film, and I, I didn't like that. And uh, Lil Rel Howery was Lil Rel Howery. He was, you know, Kevin Hart store version. The babysitter character I was fine with. Um, I didn't hate him. I wouldn't say I loved him, but I was fine with him. But I'm still in the same ballpark as you. Maybe the difference is the babysitter character. I give it a six out of twenty. It's like, what are we like? What are we doing here? I don't. The it's a movie. It's called yeah. Vacation Friends, and then the Vacation Friends like aren't interacting or doing what made the first one decent to begin with. No, I think I think that's literally it. Is they they take away all that fun chemistry and interaction just to throw in Steve Buscemi's character and and fuck up all of that, and it just goes right down the fucking drain with him. Yeah, and that's where I get my Adam Sandler comp is I'm just like Steve Buscemi because he's been in some Sandler movies. He's like, oh, we're going to an island and filming. Sign me up. And maybe that's what the production company or, you know, they were like, hey, who's an actor who's somewhat well known? People will recognize his face at the very least, even if they don't know his name. And will say yes to a a vacation on an island. And it's like, all right, Steve Buscemi. We can't get David Spade or any of them. Let's yeah. get Steve Buscemi. <laughs> so David Spade. Ooh, do you think David Spade was the first cast for that? He feels like he could be that person's dad. I don't know if he's old enough, but uh, yeah, no, actually, yeah, David Spade probably was the, that, yeah, because he looks more like her. This was definitely meant to be yeah. David Spade. David Spade couldn't do it, and his agent was like, hey, I know a guy, Steve Buscemi, yeah. you heard of him? Yeah, for sure. I feel like they 100% offered it to Spade. Spade said, nah, and Buscemi was just sitting there like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go. <laughs> what island we meet now? That's a great call, Ty. Usually I'm the one that, that makes those calls with the, the actor yeah. that they were trying to make it, but good call by you yeah. enjoyment it Thank made you. me chuckle a few times it frustrated me it's forgettable it's not something honestly you should go out of your way to watch even if you like the first one um it's going to be one in one ear out the other sometimes i talk about like hey sometimes these movies that aren't really well made they're like i call them hotel room movies. speaking of our vacation trend uh yeah not very many people do that but i just feel like there's always those hotels or those movies in a hotel room you turn it on talladega nights is like the one of one hotel movie um and you're just like oh i'll watch this real quick it's not even that like it's like i wouldn't even turn on the hotel i'd scroll right past it i would put on vacation friends one not vacation friends two i don't know i didn't objectively hate it hate it because it's not trying to be a masterpiece and it got a few chuckles it's harmless it didn't f drag it wasn't too long but the more i talk about it i feel like the more i dislike it i'm just gonna stay with my normal score seven out of 20 tie yeah, I, I I watched this in two parts because it was it was late one night and I started it and I thought I would enjoy it and it would keep my attention and it just didn't and I was like okay we're pausing this like this turned into a transition from hey I liked the first one I want to watch the second one very quickly transitioned into this is this is work for the podcast I now have to try and actively try and finish this movie um, so we can review it. And that's never a good sign. That's never fun. I'm I'm a few points lower than you. I'm at a four. I got a few chuckles. There's a decent couple of takeaway scenes that, you know, made me laugh. And they almost all involve John Cena doing some ridiculous shit. But outside of that, I, I have nothing good. I can't recommend this to anyone. I, I It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not my least favorite. It didn't piss me off beyond belief, but it's not good. 
it's not a good film, and I did not enjoy it. Wow. So what's your final score out of 100? It gives me a final score of 24 out of 100. <laughs> uh, one of the lowest rated movies that we've done. on. The- yeah. I gave it a 25 out of 100, only one point higher than you. I know you were expecting me to eat this like slop, just like Hubie Halloween. This ain't a Hubie Halloween, baby. This is way worse than that. Well, no, Hubie Halloween's higher. Because I gave Hubie Halloween Hubie a Halloween? 71. God, give it such a good, ridiculously fucking high score. That gives us a combined score of 24 and a half out of 100, making it the 187th ranked film out of 196 films we reviewed. It's yep. never good when I add a movie down at the bottom and I don't even have to scroll up to see where it ends up on the list. No. Um, it's just right there. Halloween ends, Morbius, Artemis Fowl, Drop Dead Fred, Holmes and Watson, Firestar. It's just, it's in the thick of the this, this shit movies. It really is. A lot of these movies were during the pandemic, which, shit, I don't know, we might need to bring it back with the writer's strike, was our monthly bad movie review of the month. I just repeated myself saying month twice. Fantastic Four 2015, The Last Airbender, Fire oh no, Firestarter we just watched. Norm of the North. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Artemis Fowl we just watched. Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. Holmes and Watson. That was part of March movie madness movie. because we did like three oh, good and right. one bad. Um yeah, so there there's some bad ones on there. There's actually there's actually some bad Rotten Tomato or bad monthly movie reviews that are they're higher than than I would expect. Like, uh, I think the highest ever was uh, Velocipaster. Somehow got in the 50s, I think. Yeah, 52 and a half. <laughs> yeah. I recommended that movie to somebody at work the other day. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly his type of fucking movie. He'll love it. Is it someone I know? Softball team? Um, No, not on the softball team. Yeah, this movie wasn't fun. It did not feel like a vacation. Um, It, it was disappointing, and it's just like, a li- it, it's bad for John Cena. John Cena back in WWE for two months right now. Uh, probably because of the actor strike. And um, I'm kind of upset that this is the last thing of his to come out because for a while, I don't know when his next film is, there's going to be that lingering stench of Vacation Friends 2. And I have someone who's gone to bat for John Cena time and time again. I said Blockers was like a top 10 comedy of the decade, I'm pretty sure. Um, this was not not his best <laughs> work. Not at all. No. He's too focused on getting in shape for wrestling. And, and that's fine. It is what it is. But uh, minor setback, major comeback for our comedy king. <laughs> Vacation draft, Ty. Let's just jump straight into it. Well, before we jump into the draft, I will tell the audience we already worked this out. You get the first overall pick. Um, I'm pretty sure I got the first overall pick last time. I'm not going to fact check that. I'm just going to go based off my gut. So I'll give you the first overall pick. And I would also. What was the last one that we? What was the last one that we did? Do you remember the last one that we did? No, I don't. Because I try and keep track of all of them. Oh, it was uh, it was uh, this I don't know radio. what this was. I'm looking. I'm looking at our list of what we drafted. And I have no idea what the, the fucking topic well, there was. there was 10 movies that need a sequel ASAP. I went first on that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then there was also... Where there was the Simps draft. That's what this one is, the Simp draft. When did we do the Simp draft? I don't I don't know. Brandon, as your five. <laughs> we then did Machines, Machine draft, that, yeah. Robot draft. Yeah, that was for Transformers. So Simp is after that. It was someone was... Oh, it was Elemental. I think we did a... A simp draft because the yeah. guy was a simp, or maybe we did it after Elemental because that he got simps on the mind. I'll give you the first heart, the first overall pick either way, Ty. Thank you, I appreciate that, Jay. You're welcome. Also, before um, you draft, so just some news for you and the the listeners, Ty. I bought mine and Riley's honeymoon plane tickets to Europe yesterday, so big up to me. Fuck yeah, yeah. You got vacation on the mind. Mm-hmm. That'll tie into one of my picks uh, when I get there. So without further ado, you're on the clock. I love that. Okay, so. Uh, for my first pick here, Jay. Look, this is this is vacation draft. I did five different um, categories of picks, so I've got a, a, like best this, best that, worst this. For this one, um, we're going best best vacation song, and there was a lot that I could choose from here. Um, but we're gonna go rest in peace. Um, it's Margaritaville. You know, I'm okay with you just taking all of Jimmy Buffett. Just vacation draft, Jimmy Buffett one on one in honor of the king. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'll take that. I didn't know what you would allow me to take there, but it's Jimmy Buffett. It's rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. The man basically is just a walking, was rest in peace, a walking vacation. Did you see the Twitter thread or was a Reddit thread? I don't know if the person was being serious or if it was like a troll, but it was talking about how Jimmy Buffett was like, you know, lying to people because he was all about vacation and, you know, telling people like, you shouldn't work hard, you should blah 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 but then behind the scenes he was actually like extremely hard working and barely took any vacations himself um th- that was like an actual 
again, I don't know if the person was being satirical, but it was an actual thread and it was pretty funny. I think you could make an argument that every time Jimmy Buffett took a vacation, he was actually working because being the vacation guy was his job. So, oh, so when he wasn't on what we call vacation, that's when he was actually on his vacation. Exactly. You see Jimmy Buffett in a three-piece suit or in a work suit with a tie on, he's on vacation from his real job being vacation guy. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's I, honestly Jimmy Buffett not even on my board, and it's disgusting because RIP to the legend himself. But uh, yeah. he, he is Mr. Vacation, like you said. You know, somewhere Mr. Gregory is very sad right now, but he would be happy to hear that Jimmy Buffett oh, yeah. is the one-on-one pick for the vacation draft tie. He had to be. Rest in peace. Man, that leaves me with – I have two – one of ones here. I got I got Joe Burrow and and Justin Herbert on the board here, and I don't know which one I want to take. And I got it. He started. He started with Joe Burrow, and then very obviously we're gonna go to the other one of one Patrick Mahomes, and we're like, uh, uh, jo- jo- Justin Herbert. Well, my initial my initial <laughs> point was because they were in the same draft, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. But then my mind subconsciously started saying Patrick Mahomes. And then I was like, nah, I got to, I got to fix that. Go back to my original point of Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I don't know which one I want to go with. I think one of these, because these are both one-on-ones for me. I also love how you, you approach this draft. I was actually going to do that myself, but I didn't. I'm going to go with the one that you might pick and, and save the other one. I might be able to save the other one for the fifth round if I really want to be cheeky. So with my first overall pick, Ty, I'm going to do something that you loved to taunt me about. You went on uh, multiple trips to a place and uh, were aware of something I love to do on the vacation, on a vacation, just something I would dream about doing in this particular place you went to. And you made sure to send me a picture of you doing it every single morning, you motherfucker. And that is the morning coffee, just looking at the scenery. In your case, it was it was Hawaii. Uh, it could be looking out the balcony. It could be looking at a skyline, just morning coffee, looking at the scenery. Jay, I feel attacked right now. I felt as if in that moment it was like a, you were living vicariously through me. Like it was like a, check this out, Jay. This one's for you. And in the inside, you were just like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I thought you were rubbing it in my face. I didn't realize was, you were pouring one out for the boys. I thought you were rubbing it, it in my 100%. face. It was 100%. I was like, I got to do this for Jay because Jay would be disappointed if I w- wasn't doing this. And you just thought there was nothing but just just an- just anger in my heart. And I was trying to say fuck you when I was, there was nothing but love. <laughs> well, I apologize. But it is one of my favorite things, if not my favorite thing to do on a vacation um and i'm glad you got to experience that in hawaii yeah now you're glad at first you were fucking saying fuck you <laughs> well for my number two pick here it's a great pick. it's a wonderful thing to do on a vacation thank you um for my number two pick because there was i'm a little offended by your pick i'm gonna take the other one that i think the only one on my list that i think you could have and it's the worst part of going on a vacation um you just said you took booked your honeymoon trip to europe mm-hmm. you said yeah the worst part of any vacation I've been on that included this was this thing. And it's flying. I fucking hate flying. Um, I can only imagine how miserable that flight's going to be all the way to Europe. I'm sure once you're there, it's a blast. Flying is by far the worst part of a vacation. Though. Wow. Um, you know what, Ty? Strategically, I shouldn't do this. It makes absolutely no sense uh, to do this in the spirit of the draft. But just to keep the, t- the conversation going and stay on topic – um, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, another thing I, I love about a vacation and that's a uh, paying a little bit extra for fancy plane seats. Um, <laughs> I, I don't hate flying. I actually kind of enjoy it. There was a little bit of a time there. I was scared because we had a really bad flight to Chicago because, uh, I was too busy playing slots in the Las Vegas airport. Forgot that you board your flight. This was after COVID. It was my first post COVID flight. I had COVID at some point before that, not right when we went on the trip. So, but I still had some COVID brain fog. Forgot that you board your plane 30 minutes uh, before, like, the takeoff time. It's not boarding, you know, if it says two. I forgot, so I was playing slots, and uh, we got a, a, a call from the announcement that we had to board the plane immediately. And it was Southwest, which Southwest, you don't pick your seat beforehand. You get a boarding group and get on the plane then. So all that was left was the very back row of the plane. It was very turbulency into Chicago. Not a great time. Anyways, besides that, I like flying, and I've – Paid a little bit extra to upgrade my plane seat once so far in my life. It was my work trip to Orlando. My work paid for the flight. First class was 50% off like the day before or when I checked in. It was like 280 bucks, 300 bucks. I said, screw it. I'm just going to buy it. Why not? I'm not paying for anything out there anyways. And it was a wonderful experience. And that ties me back into the Europe trip, Ty. 
the only reason I booked the plane tickets this far ahead in advance was there was a uh, uh, an airline, Norse, I think it's Norse Airlines or something. I don't know. They're like a, they're like, they're not like Spirit where they're super cheap, but they're almost like a no bells and whistles airline where it's like they offer lower base fares, but then you kind of have to pay for like pretty much everything, seat selection, all that shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's supposed to be like, hey, if you're just by yourself and you're traveling across the Atlantic and you want a cheap plane ticket, like, you know, this is kind of a better option. Anyways, they were having a big sale. Uh, just I just so happened to stumble across it, and I was looking at it. And for the same price, if not cheaper, as if we would have flown in a regular airline, I was able to buy, like, their premium seats, which is two, like, not they're not first class. I don't even know if they're fully business class, but they recline a little bit more. They have a little feet recliner. They got TVs that pop up in the middle. Uh, the screen comes up from, like, the middle armrest, pops in right there. Uh, we get two meal services. We get a, a, a main meal and then like a light meal before we land. Um, and like I said, it's only two seats, so it's obviously bigger. It's not three seats. Um, so I, I splurged a little bit and I felt better because the price ended up being pretty much the same as it would have been if I just did American Airlines. And I just, to everyone, pay a little bit extra if you're flying long because that 11-hour flight is going to be that much better now. Yeah. I, I guess I should have caveated my pick with the worst part of a vacation is flying when you're broke. I'm sure like private jets, first class, I'm sure those are all lovely. Um, but when, when you aren't splurging for the extra shit, when you're just crammed in between people, there's nowhere to go. You're just fucking stuck in this stupid seat. You got to fucking, if there's like a random person next to you, you got to figure out who has fucking armrest privileges. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with the fucking airport and the TSA and fucking making sure you're not playing, you know, poker when you're supposed to be in the fucking plane. It's just so much. It's just, I fucking hate it. And I'm glad you did that. I'm sure I would like it a lot more if I played for the luxury version of this. May I make a comment, Ty? And uh, you yeah, could you could tell me if my comment is completely incorrect. I feel like in the Wooten family, and I'm talking about not just your immediate now your immediate family with your wife and your son, but the entire Wooten family. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a Wooten leader for airport stuff? Because you can have a vacation leader, but a very special type of person is the airport leader. And I can't pinpoint who that person could be in your in your family, and that might be part of the problem. Um, so we've only ever gone on like one trip with the entire Wooten family mm-hmm. to Hawaii, and I, I do feel like I I kind of fell into that role, and I didn't love it because it was my first time flying. Yeah, not great. But I was the one who was who was like leading the charge of like, oh, we got to go here, and like, no, stop fucking saying we got to go that way. We got to go this way. I think it ended up being me, and I don't love that because I don't like I don't like airports and shit like that. It, in general. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, when I flew with my family to Orlando, I, I had a lot of anxiety for that same reason. When it's just me and Rye, I mean, I take the charge, but I don't know. Maybe we yeah. need to fly together, us four, us five, and uh, I'll take the reins for you, Ty, and I'll make sure you have a pleasant experience. That would be nice. I mean, Victoria have flown together multiple times since then, and whenever we obviously, I'm, I'm the de facto leading the charge there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as bad. I don't mind it. But it, it was it's terrible when there's a big group and they're relying on you. And it's just an a, a, uh, environment that you don't like. New wrinkle for you. If you were to fly anytime soon, you'd have to fly with a baby. And even that's even that's like the 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 very hard version of this. this that's the master difficulty of flying is if yeah. you had to fly with a baby. It's not getting easier for me. I can tell you that much. <laughs> What's your third pick, Ty? Unless, unless I just leave the kid at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, my third pick here, Jay. I'm going vacation, vacation location. Okay, um, okay. This is a spot that I want to vacation to. This feels like the number one, if you're on vacation and you want to go somewhere to just get away, there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. It's Amsterdam. Uh, Amsterdam is the number one vacation location. Um, there's drugs, there's drinking, <laughs> there's there's legal prostitution, which I want to take part in, but that's just like a, it's just like Vegas turned up to the max in another country, it feels like. Um, that feels like the go-to vacation nation. Well, I know where to get your souvenir on the honeymoon. Uh, I'll take some pictures for you, Ty, of the red light district. Yeah, I, again, it's just, it feels like, what do you do for a vacation? You go to get away from your everyday life, from your nine to five, to just escape. That feels like the most non-real place there is. That feels just like a fake, do it. It feels like fucking, you know, from a stupid American viewpoint, feels like GTA. So you're telling me if you could drop everything right now and just like, you know, first class plane ticket anywhere in the world, you don't have to worry about logistics, anything like that. It would be your number, your first pick would be Amsterdam, you think? I think that if you're asking what is the, if I needed the 
biggest release from my everyday life, that is the place. I think right now I've got different tastes. Maybe it isn't my first, like, if I'm dropping everything, where am I going? I think right now, maybe I don't want to do drugs as much right now. Maybe I just want to relax somewhere. But I think if you want to go on a vacation, just complete opposite of everyday life, it's in. I like it. You're saying that's the the one of one for the general public. Uh, Yes. You got different team needs. You don't need a quarterback, but you know Joe Burrow's the one of one on the boards. Got it. All right. Bingo. Yes, sir. I like that tie. Uh, I will be going to Amsterdam and won't be partaking in any of the fun things you mentioned. So there you go. Uh <laughs> I don't know, Jay. There's some wild decks in a park after dark there. Well, no That's comment. legal. And I don't know what better thing to do on a honeymoon there is than have sex in a park after dark. <laughs> uh, my third pick. Man, we're, gonna, we're going completely different directions. So now it's like I almost have so many options that I, I don't know what to go with. I'm going to go with... Uh, I feel like this is one that could be on your board. Now, I don't know how, where it would fit in with your how you're doing your draft, but I'm still going to pick it anyways. I'm going to go with that feeling after your last day of work before the vacation, and you're just like, wow, I don't have to work for 10 days. I don't have to work for 14 days. And it like it finally hits you. You know, you're looking for the vacation for weeks, months, years, whatever. The last week drags. You finally clock out on that Friday, and you're just like, wow. I don't have to do this for X amount of days. I feel like there's no better feeling than that. Yeah, there's very few. There's very few better feelings when you're just looking at all your coworkers. Well, I mean, you work from home, but you're just like <laughs> around all your other coworkers. You're messaging your other coworkers and you're like, you motherfuckers are still stuck here and I'm going to be somewhere not even thinking about this fucking place. Yeah, it's a great feeling, Ty. It's sometimes it's that feeling could be better than vacation. Like if you're taking like a little weekend vacation, you know, sometimes weekend little weekend trips don't end up well. And then the the only thing you have to hang on to was that Friday afternoon feeling of like, damn, I don't got to work for yeah. an, a, an extra day or something. <laughs> yeah. Even like a three day weekend, like the three day weekend can fly by, but that Friday you're like, fuck yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great pick. No, you're not wrong there. Thanks. So. Uh, my number four pick here for this draft, Jay, uh, we're going to go with a play. I don't really know how to, this fits into my draft. I don't know how to explain it. It's just how British people call it a holiday instead of a vacation. <laughs> I don't know what happened when we fought the Revolutionary War that made it to where we distinguished a vacation from a holiday and they just called them all holidays. I don't know if there was a certain battle, if it was like, I don't get what happened there to where we have holidays. We have Christmas, we have Thanksgiving, and then we have vacations, which is just a random trip to Amsterdam. They only have holidays. And it's it's always funny whenever you hear it, when you hear it in song, because there's a lot of good British musicians, and you hear them talking about going on holiday, a TV show. Mm -hmm. I've never met a real British person who said holiday, but um, I don't know. Something about that. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know where where that line was split. Um, just a quick uh, Google search, uh, just the way the language has developed. Uh, vacation derives from French, who use a similar word. Vacances, I'm guessing is how you pronounce that. Um, holiday is supposed to be like holy days. You're a man, you know, who knows a lot about that, Ty. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We were friends with the French in the Revolutionary War. Maybe that was part of the thing. You know, maybe they were fighting on the battle sh on the battlefields and just like, you know, they heard Lafayette say, man, I can't wait to take a vacation after people like turn their heads like what? They're like, yeah, that's what we call holidays. We're just like, all right, that's in the Constitution. Like we're, you know, it's hidden in there. I think that's what it is. Oh, French people say vacation. They say vacances or whatever just said earlier. Yeah. Oh, so maybe that's I fuck it. with that. And French that people feels like a real big. Fuck you. Well, if there's well, that just feels like a fuck you to British. That feels like a fuck yeah. you to the British people, because it's like we could do what you guys do. We're going to say what your fucking friends over there say and just kind of give you the middle finger. Well, and if you're going to follow anyone's lead, you might as well follow the experts. There's no one who likes time off more than the French. So um, I think that's <laughs> that's the way to go. Uh, all right. So I got two more yeah, wrong there. I got two more here and I think I'm going to be able to get both of them. So I'm going to go with uh, for my fourth overall pick. I'm just going to go trying local and new food. Uh, every time we go somewhere, we try to try something that's, you know, either known for the area or even if it's just like a chain. Waffle House is the one of one of this for me, even though it's not really culture. Um, but going to New Orleans, you know, trying the culture there, just the different foods and, you know, what you can try in different places. I'm sure you've had some delicious Hawaiian barbecue out in Hawaii, like, you know, in California, Southern California, especially. We kind of have every type of food you can get. But it's still nice to go somewhere new and, you know, get a Philly cheesesteak from Philly or whatever the case may be. So I think that's that's a big, big, uh, big plus of vacation. Yeah, I, I've only the only experience I have with this is like seafood and the seafood's always better when you're somewhere where it's like freshly caught, like Hawaii. Yeah. Amazing seafood. 
Seattle, amazing. San Francisco, amazing seafood. Um, something about it. Delicious. That's, that's one of the main reasons I can't wait to go to New Orleans to watch the Saints game and then eat the fucking food from New Orleans. It's good, I'm telling you. It's delicious. I can't wait. It's wonderful. Um, so that was your fourth pick, Jay? Yeah, you got one. Last one. Make a statement. <laughs> clear my pipes here. Because my last pick, Jay, I think you could sit down. You could you could argue where you want to go with this, how you want to how you want to book a vacation. But I think at the end of the day, the best thing about a vacation is booking with Priceline. With Priceline, you can book your dream vacation from exotic getaways to city escapes, all at an unbeatable price. Download the Priceline app today and gain access to exclusive deals and secret prices that will make your wanderlust dreams a reality. So why wait? Join the millions of happy travelers who trust Priceline for their adventures. Visit Priceline.com or download the app now. So tight. You know, for people that aren't aware, this isn't actually like a shameless ad, but that's fucking great. That's that's really good. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jay, when, when we were doing the setup here, uh, I kept trying to have ChatGPT write me a Priceline ad. <laughs> And it, it, I literally, I wrote like a script. It gave me like a 10 page script for like an actual, like shot for shot ad of Priceline. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck you doing? It just kept going and it just kept saying more and more and more. Oh, that's great. That's great. (laughs) You, you used your fifth pick to read a Priceline ad. (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, Priceline, your journey, our passion. I don't even know what Priceline does. What is Priceline? No fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. It's a travel see. It's probably just like um that's that's great. All right. I like that. Um that goes in with one of my honorable mentions. Uh, I'll say it now. It's not my pick. Uh one of my honorable mentions was being a gold slash elite slash platinum slash honors member for a chain or booking agency. Um my dad is MGM Gold. It's always nice checking in with his card. Um I'm Expedia Platinum whatever they call it. It's not as special as that, but like I do get some discounts and some free room upgrades and stuff. That's always nice to to have that. Oh, um It's wonderful. Or or Priceline Premium whatever they call that uh when you you yeah. get a, a an upgraded level of that. My fifth pick, it was my other one of one. I was smart to save it till then because I knew you weren't going to pick it cuz this is a very much like a, a me thing. My favorite if I had to do like so if I was structuring my draft, it's like most uh, was it like best part of vacation or best whatever? I do morning coffee. Um, if I did, you know, something everyone has to do at least once on vacation, I'd say paying a little extra for fancy planes. Um, if I said the most relatable feeling or whatever, I do the other one. Whatever. This is like my most underrated slash my guilty pleasure. I think this is my vacation guilty pleasure. It'd actually be the perfect way to put this. And it's just staying at different hotels. Ty. One of my favorite parts of the road trip was the fact that we had to stay in like thirteen different hotels. I'm trying them all. I'm trying the Holiday Inns. I'm trying the Hiltons. I'm trying the different chains. Uh, you know, I, I some I'm trying the Sinesta Suites where I have a kitchen that I'm not even going to use because I'm only in New Mexico for 12 hours, but I want to try it. Um, I, I've tried them all. If you need hotel advice, brands, Embassy Suites is my favorite so far. Uh, just let me know. You know, there's times where I has to work down in San Diego, and she's like, damn, I got to wake up at 5 a.m. I'll check the Expedia app, or maybe it should be Priceline. I'm like, hey. I can get a hotel for 120 bucks. Your work's going to give you $150 gas money anyways. Why don't I just go with you and that'll pay for the hotel? And then I just get giddy for staying in a hotel. And we stay in a hotel the night before she goes to work. And then I just fucking twiddle my thumbs for four hours. And it's great because I just love staying in hotels, Ty. Um, it's seriously a, um, a pleasure of mine. I've asked her if she's wanted to do staycations at the hotels in the high desert. And that's where she draws them. Oh, I don't think there's any hotels that are worth a, a staycation. <laughs> Um, in this this area yeah you're probably not wrong i I love that so are you more of a like you don't like getting comfortable in a hotel like you like being able to to try different things and and swap them out yeah man like i you know just look at all the different room features the different features of the you know what the hotel has to offer the pool that i'm never going to use the jacuzzi sometimes like the true by hilton which is where we recorded a podcast an episode of this podcast back in orlando they had free and coffee and hot cocoa 24 hours in the lobby what a deal. That was fantastic. Um, wow. I just, I, I love it. We literally stayed in like 12, 13 different hotels. And, you know, there's there's just a giddy feeling I get checking into a hotel. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know if it's like the kid in me, um, you know, just that's kind of like the memory you associate with when you're a kid going on vacation is like staying at this hotel. I never really sleep good the first night either, which kind of contradicts this. But 
<laughs> I, I just I love staying in hotels. There's just that's like the perfect vacation thing. That's how you know you have no responsibilities because you're staying in like a generic room with no personality. It's like I'm not home. You know, I'm I'm in a hotel. Yeah. Now, what what are your thoughts on like a week long Vegas trip where every day you check out and check into a different hotel on the strip? Dude, I would love that. I, there's a YouTuber. I'll shout her out. I don't remember her name actually, so I can't shout her out. Sophia, no. Sophia, Sophia Nygaard or something like that. I don't know. Um, okay. She stayed at every single Vegas hotel for like three weeks. Um, they wouldn't stay in each one every night. They had like, yeah, Sophia Nygaard. They had like cameramans or whatever. Cameramans, camera people who like, you know, they would pretty much do three hotels a day and like they would stay in one, but they'd still go to each room, whatever. But they spent like three weeks literally going to every room in vegas every hotel in vegas on the strip uh did a two-part video they were both an hour long me and riley watched both of them and i was like man i wish i made that youtube video because that just sounds amazing and each hotel they did something they would enjoy the pool they go to a restaurant or whatever like I, I think that's why i love vegas so much because vegas undoubtedly has the best hotels in the entire world i don't think you can argue that whether you hate gambling or love gambling the best hotels in the world by capita is Las Vegas, and I will die yeah. by that statement. I don't. I don't think you have to, Jerry. I think that's why I love it. <laughs> that's a great final pick. Um, let's uh, just a little recap on our draft. I have uh, Jimmy Buffett mm-hmm. uh, flying Amsterdam. How British people call it a holiday and a Priceline ad. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you r- rattle off your five for me, please? I had the morning coffee, looking at the scenery. I had uh, paying a little extra for fancy plane seats. I got the feeling. After your last day of work, I got trying local slash new food and uh, staying at different hotels. That's wonderful. That's good shit. Some honorable mentions, as I mentioned, being a gold elite platinum whatever member for a booking chain or agency. I got. Uh, yeah. I was going to do, if I wanted to go this direction, the worst part about vacation. It's something that gets me every single time. That's vacation blues. Uh, I don't know if you get them, Ty, but when you come back from the vacation and there's a wave of depression that just shrinks, mm-hmm. that is like showering over you. It's my least favorite part of vacation. It happens every time to me. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, it, sometimes it happens it before the vacation's even over. It's like the last day of vacation. You're traveling home, and you're just sad. Like, it's just the most sad feeling. Ever. It's the preemptive vacation. Yeah. I also had, uh, yeah. which, which went along with my number four, so I didn't pick it. You actually kind of mentioned this when you were explaining my pick. I had thinking, wow, right now I'd be doing this instead, like at, at your job. Uh, just that, that little memory. The only time you think about work on a vacation is when you look at like the clock, it's like 1145 and you're like, Oh wow. I'd be wrapping up my morning stuff until before taking lunch, but no, I'm not. So fuck these guys. Um, that's always great. I wasn't, I wasn't on a vacation. I was homesick, but I text my boss that I wasn't coming in. He was like, okay, no worries. Uh, our computers are down right now anyways. And the only thought that ran through my mind was like, wow, that would really fucking suck if I was going to work, but I'm not. Yeah. That was a big school thing, I feel like, too. When you missed a day of school, you'd be like, dang, I'd be in fourth period right now. But instead, I'm playing Madden. Oh, yeah. Like, those <laughs> motherfuckers are learning about history. <laughs> and then number nine, I just had baseball games because I feel like every vacation I take is surrounded by a baseball game in some capacity. Yeah, that's fair. I like rental cars. Rental cars are a fun little thing for vacation. Mm, uh, you mm-hmm. fly somewhere or something, just a different car, just trying something out. I like that. That's your hotel, you know, is a rental car. Like, my hotel is your rental car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would do a different rental car every day, 100%. I'm not old enough to rent rental cars without a fee yet, so maybe that's why they have a bad place in my heart right now. Damn, Riley is. Why don't you just use Riley? In the past, we either paid a fee or we would get Turo, uh, which is kind of like the Airbnb of rental cars. Um, maybe I should read an ad for them, but I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I just booked our honeymoon, you know, by coincidence, the day before this. Uh, and then me and Riley, I don't know if I've told you this time, me and Riley are actually doing a, like, one-and-a-half-day trip to san francisco for her birthday have i told you about this no yeah on her birthday which is uh the 29th three fridays from now not tomorrow but whatever you get the point um we were just like we're trying to think of something to do because she had friday saturday off and i was like looking at getting like a hotel in solvang or something it was all expensive and then i was just toying around with flights just like looking at them not really seriously looking into it and then i saw flights from santa Ana to oakland were like 42 dollars round trip and it was spirit so we can only bring a backpack and uh we had to pay like 10 dollars extra to sit next to each other but so it ended up being 52 dollars round trip 104 dollars uh total for two round trip plane tickets to san francisco the dodgers were in town and i said fuck it let's just book it so we booked it and we're gonna literally go the day of her birthday which is a friday fly in go to the dodger game that night stay the night and then fly home the next day <laughs> Like that's that's literally it. Fuck yeah! It's just a really long commute to go to a Dodger game for her birthday. Yeah, I mean, you think about it too. It's kind of funny. Like I was, th- like, are we actually saving time? But 
if it's an hour to Santa Ana airport, I think it's like an hour 15, no traffic. Um, it, we're going to be leaving like later in the afternoon. I don't know. I don't remember what time. So we might hit some traffic, but if it's an hour and a half and then the flight's only like an hour, that's like two and a half hours. You got to wait in the airport and everything. It might end up taking like three and a half hours, but I'm like, that's kind of how much you drive to Vegas. Like, it's kind of like, we're just driving to Vegas, but we're going to San Francisco. So that's, that's how my brain is comprehensive. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, shit, when you calculate like how long it takes to get in and out of the Dodgers parking lot, it may actually be faster for you to go catch a game in San Francisco than to just drive to a game in Dodger stadium. <laughs> that flooded parking lot with the stadium that's completely underwater. Yeah. All right, Ty, random <laughs> random AI-generated movie review. I was originally going to do The Rock because this is John Cena, WWE actor, but they chat, GPT didn't really understand the assignment. It just kept writing me a synopsis for different movies that starred The Rock. Like, it would be this movie, but if The Rock was starring in it, I'm like, that's not what I want. I want the, the movie as the style of The Rock when he was in WWE, but it didn't have it. So instead, I went with the other most iconic talker in WWE history. That is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, Fuck yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? All right. <clears throat> hell yeah. You've got Stone Cold Steve Austin here, and I'm going to lay it out straight for you. We got us a movie called Redacted, and it's a no-nonsense, in-your-face showdown like you have never seen before. We've got this You bat- 100% sound like a guy who works in an office pretending to be Stone Cold. We've got this. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell- <clears throat> We've got this badass. Fo- now, you made me lose it, Ty. Why did you talk? <laughs> you made me lose it. We're we're doing this. For- All I can picture is someone who's just black fucking suit, red tie, white button up at the water cooler. Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> We've got this badass former football star, and he ain't taking crap from nobody. Oh, this is gonna be so obvious. I didn't realize how revealing this is. Oh well. And he ain't taking crap from nobody, but he's landing himself in a prison where the warden's got a mean streak longer than a Texas highway. To stick it to the man, our hero assembles a ragtag team of hard-hitting, no-fear inmates, and they're going to raise hell on that football field. From beer-chugging, skull-crushing tackles to jaw-dropping plays, it's a slobber of a game where the convicts ain't playing for the championship, they're playing for their damn freedom. And when Stone Cold Steve Austin's around, you know it's going to be a can of whoop-ass served up cold. Movie name. It's a prison ball on the grid. It's this is so obvious. It's a prison brawl on the gridiron, and you better believe it's gonna be one hell of a ride. It always I, ends so with hell of a ride. Questions. Have you seen? Have you seen this movie? Yes, yes. Are you aware that Steve Austin's in this movie? Didn't realize. Like I know this, yes, but when I did the longest yard, I don't know why I thought of the longest yard. I think it was just subconscious, and then after the fact, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. I said that before the pod. I don't know if you remember. That's what I was talking about. No. Okay. <laughs> He's he's in the fucking movie as one of the inmates. I think he's the one who like no, he doesn't take the hormone pills. He's got the giant dick. I think he's the one with the giant dick. Well there's him, there's Goldberg, uh I don't remember who else. I think there might be another wrestler, but the, the, the great the great Kali. Is he in this? Yeah, hundred percent. Why'd they get so many WWE people? Was it a WWE who no, produced it? Was it their like production company? It's a it's an old it's a movie that's based off like a movie from the seventies. Well I know, but like the remake Paramount, Sony, oh. no. Happy Madison Productions. <laughs> WWE wasn't involved in all. They weren't even a production. Bob Sapp. Is he another wrestler? Feels like he's another I think wrestler. think that's a football player. I don't know. Um, um, nope. An American professional wrestler. Martial so artist. One, two. Kickbox. I don't know if he ever was in WWE. He was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Three, four. I don't know. They got a lot of fucking wrestling. Either. Yeah. Kevin Nash. He was a wrestler. I don't know if you counted him. Brian Bosworth. Former uh, football player. My throat hurts from doing that, by okay. the way. I'm sure it does. That's just not how you talk. <laughs> so what I movie is it? That I didn't, you didn't even let me. Yeah, you, well, you already said the name of the movie. You didn't even let me guess. You were just like, oh, the longest yard. But... <laughs> yeah, not my best work. I'll be honest. It's okay. I, I slacked on the synopsis. You get to slack on the Rotten Tomato movie. I don't know what the fuck this one's called, but the movie. Random AI generated synopsis, Ty. Do you not listen to me when I intro it every week you just rattle through it and i'm so fucking locked in and trying to figure out what the movie is that i kind of blank out on that part fair enough uh why don't you tell the audience uh what we're watching next week i don't even know if that's set in stone because uh there's a writer strike right now i'm not sure if you're familiar and i don't know if we're still gonna do this movie ty what do we do next week what do you mean you don't know if we're gonna do this are we for sure doing this is this happening the the movie that's on the schedule okay fair are you like are you saying did it come out or no it came out i just i thought it maybe got moved up i thought it was supposed to come out like right before 
but it's fine. Just ignore me. What are we watching next week? It definitely comes out tomorrow. It's already oh, out. It came, it came out, out on the first. first. Yeah. Oh, that's why it was limited show times because it's late. It's definitely out. I, the Equalizer 3. We're watching The Equalizer 3. Now, Jason, have you seen The Equalizer 1 or 2? No comment. Okay. No, I now, haven't. Jason, what are your... What are your thoughts on the age of the lead actor in this movie? Who's the actor? I'm not familiar. Uh, it's Denzel Washington. Um, what does he look like? Let me look that up. I'm not sure what looks like. Um, he looks like he's about 68. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's fine. You don't think he might possibly look younger than, than that? Uh, I think with the modern age of, you know, Hollywood and the makeup and the CGI, um, you know, there's some... Oh, it's the CGI. St- some steps they could take to make people look younger, but I don't know what he looks like in his every day-to-day life. Um, but it. I will say that he's a highly respected actor, and I respect him regardless of how old or young he looks. So there's that. Got it. Okay. Well, I, I can't wait to give this movie a crack and um, see how it goes next week. Eagle of 3. It's getting good reviews. And also, uh, <laughs> Gavin really wants to see this. When we saw the trailer for this for, I think it was Indiana Jones. Um, it's rated R. I don't know if it's appropriate for him, but he made sure to tell me just how much he wanted to see. He, he might. He might be tagging. I don't home. think he's seen. Yeah, I don't think he's seen one or two either. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he hasn't. Um, I, he's honestly the only reason this is still on the, the schedule because I, I, I don't know what else is coming out. There could have been something Nothing. else better to review. Um, but fuck it, let's watch. Let's watch Denzel do some equalizing. You know. There's actually a movie that Riley really wants to watch. It also came out for the first. It's called Bottoms. Um, it's a comedy. It's uh, not like a gay comedy. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if you were joking or being serious, but yeah, it is. Um, no, I, I had the feeling with that name that it was like. It's actually showing up here, so we could actually do that too. So I don't know. Is that Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, it is Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I, it has good reviews, and Riley really wants to see it. I know we just went on an Equalizer three rampage but this movie is being shown at cinemark just right it is an option so I'll leave um you. what'd you say i'll leave it up to you why, why are you gonna leave it up to me i thought this was a collaborative effort here how about um, we just let it be a I, surprise and the audience will know when the podcast comes out next week that's fair i, I will say i do love marshawn lynch and anything he's in period the movie tv show football field interview well that the feels wonderful that feels like a reason to maybe watch this okay go watch both go watch both this week <laughs> Keep the theater alive. We'll figure out which one to review. Sounds good. Um, you got anything else for us, Shay? That'll be it. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Mm-hmm.